Lucas. 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 Will you listen? Hello and welcome to Lucas. Will you listen? I'm Neve Bennett. That's Eldon. I'm not even going to let him introduce himself today. And we like to talk to each other. And so we decided that if we had a podcast, it would give us a good reason to get together once a week and have a chat. And we are currently chatting via Zoom. The premise of the podcast is that we come with three topics each. One on the topic of current affairs, one is culture, and one is a wild card. And we have to, when we say prepare a topic, we mildly <laughs> prepare a topic. And the other person does not know what uh, is coming at them. So they, they are in, entertained and informed simultaneously as are the audience, hopefully. Well done, because because <laughs> of, I'm having technical difficult, di- difficulties, even uh, even difficulty speaking as well, back at base, just said, Neve, yes. you do it, you do the intro, and you did it perfectly. Well, you never have technical difficulties because you're so meticulously organised, so I love watching you struggle. The it issue. gives me great joy. <laughs> Thank you for it, that. It um, brings me a lot of happiness. For what it's worth, we did a restart on the machine just before, of course, before we started this. Why would you not do it? Why would you not? Yes. If it and ain't broke. It, uh, well, it wasn't broke, but it's not exactly, it it's not exactly fixed now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we will, uh, levels seem to be very low, but we'll, we'll keep going and we'll do our best. How are you? I am doing good. The weather is getting better. The days are getting longer. So it's hard to be anything other than optimistic. Yes. About I, the upcoming summer. I would be the very same as your as your good self. It's nice to see a little bit of sun. And it was warm yesterday. We're doing this on, on Friday. It was warm uh, yesterday. No, it wasn't yes, actually. it was. It, it was wonderful. It was sunny, but there's still a breeze out there. I wore a t-shirt for the first time of the year mm-hmm. yesterday. And that's always a big day for me when I can happily wear a t-shirt. And I always... I always note the day and feel it, uh, a level of gratitude. Okay, no glasses on you today. No glasses, because when it's sunny, I don't have prescription sunglasses. So I put contacts in so I can wear sunglasses when I walk the dog. Oh, very good. There's a lot of thought goes into whether I wear contacts or not. Because no one sees me anymore. Yeah. I don't need to have contacts or glasses. I'm not changing up. So now it's literally practical. That's all there is to it. Or not. Ah, okay. And I should buy prescription sunglasses. But I won't until after the pandemic. Okay. Why? Because they're not an essential thing. And I'm not going in to get my eyes tested unless it's essential. Oh. I'm grand. I'm absolutely grand. Is that is that a fear of catching COVID or is it just a... Ugh, I don't want to be going and talking to people. I think at first I said I will just, you know put off anything that's not essential until after all this but now I've lost the ability to interact with others and (laughs) I sort of run away and I say awkward things and I'm always wearing something really weird because I just don't get dressed properly anymore and it's just I'm gonna have to be reintroduced very slowly to society okay the the reason I ask is I I need to get my teeth cleaned and me too and yes. done and and but i mean to be fair touch wood i i my teeth are very good um i, I i've never had a filling i've never had any issues with what? my teeth never had a filling that's crazy last time i went into a dentist they brought in the person from next door to have a look at my teeth i think of horse's teeth but but i do need to kind of get them cleaned um but i've decided they're about two years since i got it done now because it should have been done around this time last year and I said, no more than yourself I said no I'm, I'd prefer not to go in anywhere where there's a slight possibility of catching any of this nonsense that's going around 
Yeah, I usually go every six months. I have loads of fillings. Uh, I do eat too much sugar, but I think I just have teeth that are also predisposed to fillings. Uh, That's what I tell myself. It could be my lifestyle. Yeah, you never know. I'm dying to go, but I'm not going to go for a little while. Well, my dentist is literally, you know, the one around the corner from from work here. Yes, it begins with this. No, I always, yes. Smiles or clear. Clear, it's it's one of them. I know. Be- one of one of yeah because it, because it's Liz local Science. I started going there a couple of years ago they're very good and um, again they've been saying when are you coming in and saying yes in a while I'll be back yes as the live Easter baby yeah I got mine done I think it was literally the day before everything closed down last year so I'm overdue by a month and a bit yeah okay well that's you know it's dental hygiene. Exactly. You can never have enough dental hygiene in a podcast. Well, we've just spent about four minutes talking about it. Um, <laughs> did we mention you're welcome to contribute at lookatatuniquemedia.ie or tweet lookatpodcast on Twitter? All tweets will be handled by Mel, who is the... Who knows how to uh, do these things. The dawn of social media. She she was she was tweeting, Mel. what's her name? Um, JK Rowling last week. Oh, great. I'm sure... I'm sure JK herself was uh, just dying to be interviewed by me. Well, that that's what that's what Mel is at. She's a little goal, <laughs> a little goal every week to try. Well, the little I goal I think is to try and get us to retweet something. But um, <laughs> the goal is also to try and uh, get get you an interview with the JK. God, I really think though that would be just a that would just be the end of everything for me. I think I'd just have to lie down in a hole and, and never do anything again. That would be like the pinnacle. To be to be fair, right? I think you're probably better off going through your your employer at RTE rather than here because um, that probably has a little bit more respect than the look at will you listen podcast. Well, I'm going to leave it in Mel's capable hands. Oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I trust Mel. Mel can get all things oh, done. Absolutely, she she does get stuff done. Shall we start? Yes. Yeah, so our first topic, as always, current affairs, and my current affairs piece comes from the Irish Examiner this week. Teenagers who use social media frequently drink more. Uh, a new study. Negative experiences online or exposure to alcohol ads could be behind the link, researchers suggest. So they've done a good old look and they they did it quite a while ago. It seems to be quite a long-term study. So they examined data between 2011 and 2013 and then followed up over the years. And it seems like, even though it was a very different social media scene where they had Facebook, MySpace, Bebo, if you remember all those things, would you, I imagine that you were not a Beboer. Sorry, I had you on mute there, I was blowing my nose. Um, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't a Beboer. I think I did sign up for it because of what we do here. We're in communications. We need to know about these things. So I'm like, I'm, yes. on, I'm on the gram. I'm on the on all of those social media things. I don't actually do an awful lot on them, but <clears throat> but I am there. Um, I, I vaguely remember doing Bebo and thinking, what's this nonsense? Yeah, I was really lucky that it didn't come in until the end of my college career. So I got away with an awful lot in the early college years. Mm. But uh, older teens... 30% said they drank weekly if they spent more time on social media. Um, so basically, it's just linking drink to social media. And I'm wondering what the how, how you establish that link. But those aged between 16 and 19 who spent more than an hour on social media each day were more likely to binge drink, deemed as such. Uh, when so binge drinking this is more than five drinks in one sitting right uh, so the exact reasoning behind the association isn't known 
And given the recent rise in platforms, which aren't included like TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, all that, uh, it's vital that greater attention is paid to this issue so we can better understand the intricacies of this relationship, says the study lead author. So I don't know what all of that means for you and I. Absolutely but, nothing. When, when did you have your first drink? <laughs> my first drink. Because you were drink continental. Was, you were you were living on the witness protection program in Portugal or somewhere, <laughs> and they they, allow, they 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 encourage you to drink over there. They do, and I don't know if that's the reason for this or what the reason for this is, or if I'm just quite nerdy, which is also. But I never thought of drink as a kind of an illicit fun thing. I think maybe when you do grow up, not in Ireland, it's not this big thing. I didn't have my first drink till I was eighteen. Right. I went with my mom to Captain America's and had an Alabama slammer. I had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the truth. I love your mom. (laughs) Yeah, it was cool. Uh, (laughs) But I never, there was never any stigma around it or, or I don't drink or I just, I I just had other things going on. I was watching Shakira videos on MTV and going to my hip hop classes. Yeah. I just was busy. Yeah. But I was also older. I was, I was 18 the day before I started sixth year. So it wasn't like I turned 18 in college. I was comfortably 18 by the time all the pre-debs and the debs and all that kind of thing. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, so I had a little bit of a age advantage on my side. Very probably. I would have been a lot younger, but <clears throat> and I, I, I won't go into it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's illegal. Exactly. Um, I was probably, I'd say I was probably around 15. That's a very, that's a much more Irish. It yeah. To do it, probably. No, it wasn't. I wasn't out, out cruising and boozing, but we used to go to uh, to a kind of a school discoy thing, um, and um, I would have. I vaguely remember stealing some some vodka to to have some beforehand. I imagine that tasted absolutely delicious to you. At I that think time. the reason I went for vodka is because <laughs> it didn't taste of an awful lot, and I put an awful lot of coke into it. Okay, well that is fair enough. I like a really nice vodka. I still don't drink much, mm. but I love a nice vodka. We're talking Grey Goose minimum, and I have no problem doing it because I rarely do it, and I hardly, and I only ever have like one or two. Yeah, a crazy or night. Twelve. Bit of lemonade, vodka, ton of lemon, all squeezed into it. I mm. just think on a summer's night, you can't really beat it. I'm, I'm still fond of a vodka and coke. Most people I know hate vodka because they started out in vodka in a field somewhere yeah. about 10 minutes away from the house that they grew up in, covertly necking the thing. vodka again, in an inappropriate way that would make them hate vodka for the rest of their and lives. And I, I can fully understand that. I mean, I, I, I hated smoking when, when I first started it, but then managed to do it continually for 15 years uh, professionally. Commitment is important. Exactly. And as with anything, when, when I took it up, you know, I took it up and went for it. <laughs> <laughs> Far I'm too also much. a real nerd, though. Like, I just, and I never cared about, and I don't know where the hell this comes from, but everyone was like, drinking is cool, come drinking. I was like, I don't think you're that. I never cared about peer pressure in that way. I never minded being like the weird kid who just did what she was told. Never minded it. Hmm. Still don't mind it. No. I, and I think well, good for you, and long may it stay that I don't way. Know. <laughs> well, no. I don't know if it's good or if it's what it is, but um, yeah, I just didn't bother. I like my dogs, and I like my friends, and I went to the cinema. Obviously. Cool. <laughs> Can I just say my current affairs is is along the same lines? Excellent. I like when we have the same ish story. Um, what is your current affairs? Researchers claim that hangovers get easier to deal with the older we get. 
I would have thought the opposite. Well, so would I. But what they're saying is younger generations have worse hangovers because they tend to drink greater volumes in shorter periods of time. 761 people an age range of 18 to 94 years old were, were, um, were surveyed. And again, it was simply a case of youngsters uh, knocking back 20 pints probably an exaggeration whereas as you get older what it's saying is you tend to drink more but you tend to drink more often less more often okay um, yes I, I mean I've, I've I've always suffered from hangovers um, I, I well I to be fair I haven't suffered from hangovers I'd say in the last 20 odd years very much because I don't drink that much but um, when when I did uh, have more alcohol than I should have oh god almighty I think that's kind of what put me off drinking too much because of the feeling the next day. It is not worth, and like, it's fine in college, the odd time. But once I got into the real world, in inverted yeah. commas, it was the worst thing in the universe and nothing in the world could make me want to feel that way ever again. So I don't find any joy in a hangover. And I feel that, yes... That I think that they got significantly worse, even as I got a little bit older, like 23, 24. So once I hit 25, I was like, that's that's it now. You never did it that'll that be, often. That'll be that. But you're, not, you're not doing it again because I don't have a great tolerance for pain. I'm yeah. not a good patient and I don't ever want that to happen to me again. Not self-inflicted. I think in my 20s, uh, probably no more than yourself, I've been involved in the entertainment industry. We spent a lot of time in pubs. Um, particularly a lot of radio radio guys that's what you did um, I, I probably the, the, the best thing that ever happened was having kids where I couldn't go out as often yeah. I had the problem that I was always working on a Saturday night a Friday night a Sunday morning working all the weird times working Christmas Day New Year's Day working all the times that you should have been out having a great time so I think I missed out on a lot of those I'm, potential hangovers I'm wondering whether I oh, can no. tell, tell this story or not I think I, I probably can and we can cut it out if uh, now I will tell it um, <laughs> that I, I, oh, when I was a younger fella and, and breaking into radio I was doing overnights so I, I did four overnights on a radio station and I also did Saturday morning so it was kind of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday no Thursday overnight was my last one into Friday morning so go home into bed at 7 o'clock come back in to the radio station uh, before four in the afternoon to get paid and you had to go down with your check down to the bank to lodge it. Um, so then you'd hang around until the guys were finished around six or seven and then you'd go out and have a few beers and maybe have a bit of food and whatever. But <clears throat> one time we went out at, at kind of five, six o'clock um, and continually imbibed and ate as well and kept going. We finished in the pub, we went down to a nightclub, uh, finished the nightclub, then went down to... Uh, Leeson Street as it was at the time I left Leeson Street I think around uh, quarter to six in the morning and headed back to the radio station to do the breakfast show <laughs> uh, between six and ten on the Saturday they don't make them like that anymore I was fine I tell you <laughs> fine I wasn't when I got home at ten o'clock in the morning I was ready for well ready oh for bed God, but, uh, that, that was, sounds like Okay, the ten o'clock sounds like torture. Um, well, I mean, yeah, you went in at six o'clock already for the radio for the program. It didn't happen. It happened more than once, to be fair. But um, you know, I was I was young, and we were doing <laughs> doing these radio stations in Dublin, and it was great fun. But uh, you know, it, I, I certainly I was drinking slowly in order to be able to learn that much because I can't. Um, I, 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 I too much drink doesn't agree with me. 
Uh, it absolutely does not agree with me. Mm. I wonder sometimes, do I have a mild allergy? Because drinks, like even a sip of wine, makes me feel violently ill. Oh. Hate, hate, hate anything that tastes like beer or wine or any of that. So I wonder, do I have a? But that's hardcore. Yeah, I well, listen. I your... wasn't overly, I wasn't overly keen on beer when I started drinking, but I, I, I no more than the smoke, and I stuck with it. And I'm proud that you did. <laughs> Thank you for that, Nick. <laughs> um, let's move on. <laughs> exactly. Culture. So this week we're going with a bit of history, a bit of Irish culture. Um, this was over a lot of different publications this week, but this is from RTE.ie. Ancient, untouched tomb discovered on Dingle Peninsula. Is there anywhere nicer? It's one of the nicest places around there. Uh, ancient tomb described by archaeologists as untouched and highly unusual has been discovered in the Dingle Peninsula in County Kerry. It was uncovered in recent days during land improvement works being carried out by a farmer. Basically, they went digging and they moved a big rock and found an actual tomb inside. And there's a subchamber. It appa- apparently, it's quite unusual for this type of a tomb. And there was an unusual smooth oval shaped stone inside and what is believed to be human bone. But because it's so unusual, they think it dates back to the Bronze Age or earlier. So you're talking kind of 2000 to 500 BC. And they won't tell you where it is so that you can't go and mess it up. You can look at the pictures online. Do you know where it is? I don't know where it is, but I'm going to find it (laughs) and go drinking there. Yes. Get your, your, your vodka. No, I'm not. Um, it looks very interesting and uh, it'll apparently tell us lots about that very early time because it's uh, such a unique burial chamber. Hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing that kind of thing. I'm interested in those kind of things. I'm dying to go to Newgrange. I say it every year. And for whatever reason, it hits me around October that I need to go and see Newgrange. I've never been and I have never gotten it together to go because I also want someone to go with me because I, I don't want to go... I just think it's more fun if you bring someone and no one ever wants to go. So I need someone to go to Newgrange with me so I can have a historical day out. Newgrange would be great fun, but yeah. they, they won't let you in to the, into the place itself. Okay. As what far do as do? I know. It's a visitor centre, I see. Yeah, but, but I don't think they allow you into it because, um, because uh, you'll ruin it. Okay, well, that's fair enough. As far as I know, you have to. There, there's a certain amount of people allowed in on whatever day it is, on the 21st yes. of uh, December or the 21st of, of June. But I don't think they allow people in, as far as I know. Here's where being on the radio really works, right? What you need to do is yes. uh, get a program commissioned. I know. I and just then you that. get a chance to do whatever you want. Because I would love to do that. I have never been in a passage tomb in the Boyne Valley and I would very much like to. So uh, I was just, that is the the most amazing thing about what we do. If you want to meet someone or go somewhere, you write it into a program and chances are people will want you to show up and they will give you a behind the scenes tour. Well, here's your thing. Here's your thing. I'll be your producer. Amazing. Because I wouldn't mind seeing it as well. (laughs) They probably won't (laughs) let me in, but I'll I'll have to carry the microphone, you know. That'd be great. And all the recording equipment that we don't use these days. Yes. People are always so disappointed when I show up to interview them and we have a Zoom. The Zoom basically looks like a, a dictaphone a microphone. for anyone who doesn't use a <laughs> or, Zoom. Sorry, a, a, like, a, like a, a, a phone, I suppose. You could even do it probably yeah. just as good a job on your phone. And people always get so disappointed. They're like, oh, where's your crew? 
Like, I yeah. am the crew. Exactly. This is it. Like, it's the same thing here. <laughs> we, we were out filming during the week and we have big cameras in here and small cameras and whatever. When we go filming, we take the big cameras. And one of the girls I was filming with said, you know, I mean, those things must be must be um, fairly expensive. And whatever. I said, yeah, it's fairly expensive. I got a new phone recently. And the phone, the quality on the phone is as good as, if not better, than the big camera. I said, but if you walk yeah. in with a phone to do some filming, people don't get out of your way. When you walk in with a big camera, they do. Yeah, it's all about the mojo these days. Oh, it's all yeah. about the mobile journalism, but it doesn't look as impressive. You have to at least hook up some kind of lapel mic or something, and they never sound as good, I think. No. So, yeah, you need some kind of flashy mic with a pop shield and a color with a brand on it to be taken seriously. This is it. You do. Um, yeah. Right, let's get into culture. Yes, your culture. Piece. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> that was Did I not do the last piece? piece? No, yes. that, that was my current affairs. That was the drinking yes. piece. So and then I did the passage tomb. Are you? Oh, you did. Sorry. Are you all right? I'm. Listen. <laughs> You're losing it, Al. Well, I thought we were still talking about drinking. Maybe it was the bottle of vodka I have here. Um, <laughs> my culture piece, because I remembered I'm next doing the culture piece. Should have known looking at the time, actually. Um, garden stores in Britain are facing a garden gnome shortage, and industry experts said the recent blockage of the Suez Canal is partially to blame. What are you laughing at? <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's culture. It's brilliant. It's just of all the things that's going on in the world right now, there's a it's a very serious issue that's being faced. There's a garden gnome shortage. Please continue. In the UK, you've lived in the UK. They take their garden gnomes very seriously great. over there. They have great gardens over there. Exactly. Yes. And gnomes. Yes. <laughs> Nowhere else They'll would have you to see use last year's gnomes. Well, COVID nineteen lockdowns led to a boom in sale of gnome statues and other gardening supplies. Um, somebody told the Guardian we haven't seen a gnome in six months. It's in the Guardian. Must be right. Um, yep. And he said, we're not immune to a ship getting stuck in the canal, freight cost issues due to Brexit or the pandemic. There is a gnome shortage in Britain. <laughs> and it's not funny for a lot of people. And no. I understand that. And I'm very sympathetic to the cause. Yeah. And However. there's you mate, laughing on the other side of my, my screen. <laughs> That's the, you know, this is serious stuff. It is serious stuff. And I'm very sorry for them. But, but uh, they may... Yeah, they, I'm still gonna laugh. It's pretty funny. <laughs> do, do are you are you a, a you don't have a gnome, do you? I do have two out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one with a pink hat and one with a blue hat. All right, where do these gnomes come from? <laughs> they came from Tiger. They were cheapy gnomes. That's but listen. I saw them in the window and I thought, yeah, I want two garden gnomes. And I also had this thing where I started putting weird things in my dad's garden. And I wanted to see how many weird things I could put in his garden before he realized that I was putting weird things in his garden. So I kept buying all these weird things like weird gnomes. <laughs> and has he copped them yet? Yeah, he wasn't amused in any way. He had a very different sense of humor. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I did it, because I knew it, was, it wouldn't be taken well. <laughs> oh, very good. You Actually, so you, the, the video, you sent me a video last week of, uh, was that your dad chasing Stevie? Yes, my dad pretends he hates my dog. He hates all dogs and he tolerates animals mildly, but he is absolutely obsessed with Stevie, who is very, very, very much the favorite grandchild. And they spend hours in the garden together and all she ever wants is for him to do some kind of gardening so she can do it with him or steal something that he's using so that she can run around. They are absolute best friends. They're obsessed with each other, secretly. The, the, well, there was what? There was uh, like 40, 50 seconds of him chasing Stevie around. <laughs> With Stevie, he's taking with the, his gardening glove and he's trying to get it back. Exactly. He's Who who's that in your studio? Don't tell me Dave is trying to is trying to 
Bump in on our podcast. Is that Dave wash, washing his hands in the background? <laughs> David. <laughs> you have other sinks, David. Over. Love you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 he just came in. Just wash, wash, wash. Does he not know that we're, we're, we're professionals <laughs> here? Like we're, we're trying to we're trying to create like that's letting magic in he letting magic light in on the magic <laughs> I know he just came in and started washing his hands in the kitchen which is a random place to wash your hands there well, are bathrooms David yeah but you can wash your hands in the kitchen there's nothing wrong with that not in my house it's not Podcast. history being made here okay. <laughs> exactly get out of my recording studio yeah it's not a kitchen yes. it's a recording studio yeah, the reason I'm in the kitchen is because the dog's in heat and she's very confused and clingy and she doesn't want to be left alone. So I'm just doing this to take care of the dog. Dog's he needs to he needs to respect that. Dog's been fairly quiet there, I have to say. Um because it was making she's a bit been of very noise. Good. Yeah, she she either while she's in heat, she either yips or she sleeps. Okay. So well, she was yipping and now she's sleeping. Now she's on sleep. a hot water bottle. Ah, very good. Hormonal. That's what we want. She's a great girl. Yes. We're, we're going to run out of time That's before it. we get yeah, to my wild like card, it. I tell you. And I have a good one. Actually, what what's your wild card? How you good go is yours? First, I, I will go first because I think... Very quickly. <clears throat> no, no. You save yours till next you week. You go first. Can, can you use use yours okay, next week? excellent. Okay, because I want to do this yes, one because I, because I don't know if you've seen this and you will be interested. A South African couple's home security camera captured the moment one of their dogs rescued their smaller dog from drowning in the backyard pool. Did you see this on Twitter? No. Right. No, I would absolutely love to go and see that. This dog, it's a 13-year-old uh, Pomeranian. Uh, fell into their backyard pool while it was walking, right? I thought this was set up. I saw it on Twitter the other night. And um, the video shows, or sorry, that the, uh, yes, the 13-year-old the thing falls in, small little thing. And the video shows Jesse, the couple's seven-year-old seven Staffordshire Bull Terrier, circle the pool, watching Chucky struggle in the water. Jesse was eventually able to lift Chucky out of the water with her mouth. So she helped the dog wow. get out. I thought it was set up. And then I came across this, uh, on one of the news websites yesterday and it's a really cute little video which you, you should I'm going to try and find it again and we'll retweet I would absolutely love to see that you know how I like a good dog story it's very cute it's it's the, the big black dog kind of walking around and he helps it he kind of he pulls him out by the mouth <laughs> it, it does it looks I a bit I guess any port in the storm absolutely it looks a bit painful but um, what the dog gets out and paws up and then falls back in that's, this is why I thought it was, was set up. And then the other one pulls him out again. He gets the paws up and then he pulls him up by the back of the neck. And it, it's very, very cute. That is adorable. I'm sorry if you can hear rustling in the background. David is now eating a tuna wrap behind me. Oh, for God's sake. Inappropriate. In David. the studio. No, this is my studio. Um, that is an amazing story. I don't know if I trust Stevie to save my life in the swimming pool. She'd probably be off chasing my dad's gardening gloves very or something. Very <laughs> Is something more interesting than saving my life, I think, would be on her agenda. Mm. That's amazing. And I can't wait to go find that video. It's a cute story and it would have held, but I just thought we'll end with a cute dog story this week. Which we normally, we normally end up talking about cute dogs anyway. Generally, you're one. <laughs> There's never any harm with ending in a cute dog story. Exactly. So, as a great man once said, we leave it there, so. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is it you can go off and have that's your lunch that's all we got time for because we were waffling uh, I am Neve Bennett and I'm Al Dunn and if you want to get in touch you can get in touch by emailing lookit at uniquemedia.ie or you can tweet us at lookitpodcast on the Twitter subscribe and leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice 
This week. Thank you very much. This week presented by Aldon, Neve Bennett, and Dave Bennett. Yeah, <laughs> he's eating a tuna wrap in the corner. It's no respect. <laughs> no no whatsoever. respect. Right. No. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Look it. 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 Look